Now is the time to submit quietly. We control all you hear and feel. You are about to enter a great adventure and experience the awe and mystery from your ultimate fantasies to your deepest fears from which you may never return. Running from Gorilla, the podcast where we got four lovely individuals here, intellectuals that are ready to talk about wrestling, all types of wrestling. We can talk about New Japan wrestling. We can talk about WWE wrestling. We can talk about AEW wrestling. It really doesn't matter. We all have a beer in our hand, ready to chat, and we're ready to go. We got myself, I'm Big Vito. We got Mikey Cash. Oh, welcome back. We can't wait to entertain the dozens and dozens of listeners we'll have for this show. We got Big Mango. Yo, hey, excited to move up the ranks from 100,000th ranked podcast to maybe 999. No, sorry, 99,999. Let's go. Do it. And we got the one, the only, the leader of men, Bobby Stone. Good evening, gentlemen. Happy to be back. Let's just fucking dive in. What do you say, boys? I'm ready, Bobby. I'm always ready. I'm I'm a little sad. I missed out last week. You guys did a phenomenal job. I'm back. I'm ready to go. I was at the beach today. We were up to 90 degrees. We were up to 90 degrees. Today, we're going to bring it up. Tonight, we're going to bring it up to about 110 degrees with this podcast. He's feeling good, brother. He's tanned up, brother. (laughs) I'm ready to go. So I know last week you guys kind of talked a little bit about you know why we we're doing this podcast and everything. We've we've been chatting. Listen, we we text pretty much on a nightly basis about about wrestling, and I know this is a great outlet for us to kind of get together and, and do something that's kind of fun. Take thirty minutes, forty five minutes, talk about what we think what's going on in wrestling. Talk about some scenarios. You guys did fantastic last week. Um, I know this week we're going to talk about some dream matches that never happened. Uh, which I think is going to be phenomenal. Last last week, you guys talked about your your Mount Rushmore, and you talked about a little bit why you or are why you are a fan of wrestling. Um, so I'll kind of fill you guys in. You heard their story. Um, for me, I've watched wrestling probably since I was a little kid. Loved it. Um, I know I've talked with Mike about this before. It's kind of like an outlet, right? Ever since I was a kid, you can have the worst day in the world, the shittiest day. You come home and you get these made up made up storylines that just take you out of reality and it's it's pretty good i enjoy it i know it's fake it's cheesy and i love every second of it the cheesier the better for me um and uh, i go from back from the, the hogan era to the the attitude era and now on to whatever this era is you want to call it now crap era i i don't know but the pandemic um, era pandemic era no 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 fans in the seat but but uh no i'm ready to go i'm excited about this uh, i'm going to keep it short and sweet um, and I think you guys, you guys did a great job with the, the Mount Rushmore. Uh, I mean, a uh, little shocked. I heard a Vince McMahon on there. Uh, <laughs> didn't think he was going to make it, but Hey, you know, it's, uh, you need a, uh, do you need a recap of, uh, of everybody's, uh, Mount Rushmore? Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you just go through it real quick? Just who yours were, and then I'll give you mine. I won't get into too much depth, but Mike, who are yours again? Uh, so mine 
were ding 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 Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, John Cena, Andre the Giant. Okay, like that. And uh, Bobby Stone, who are yours? We uh we went straight to Degeneration X to uh, Hulk Hogan to. Uh, your favorite so far on the Mount Rushmore, which is Vince McMahon and The Undertaker. Um, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I'm not changing it, fella. No, no hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've never heard anybody. I get it, you know. You know, he starts it. He starts it. Um, and who are yours, Mango? I'm going to be honest with you. I do not remember. Oh, okay. Uh, but I do know Bret Hart was on there. What a and student of the game. No, I mean, every week it changes. Every week I'm like, oh, my God. I'm taking off Bret Hart and putting on Mr. Perk. This, that, and the other thing, you know? No, so, I, yeah. It's a solid uh, substitution. Mr. Perfect, my man. <laughs> Mr. Perfect was one of my favorites. Uh, the bubblegum effect. Was do you remember? Fantastic. Uh, I actually remember perfecting said bubblegum walk, chew, and slap walking motion myself. It's still one of my favorites, uh, only to get doubled down by uh, Triple H's. I'm going to spit water on everybody in the front row, so they're in, in the splash zone. Uh, if I were to say which one did it better, though, um, I actually like Triple H's. Uh, lion roar over the perfect slap. Yeah, I the names, but those are my names. They seem I, they seem legit. So I love it. Loved every second of it. Um, um, you know, Mister Perfect. Do you remember the the like video of when he threw and caught his own pass? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have video montages where he threw the perfect pass. He had the perfect shot. The perfect, yeah, that was the best part of Mr. Perfect. He was great. Loved in, in real life, he was an unbelievable athlete. And uh, he made it really believable. As a kid, I was like, holy shit, this guy's amazing. Oh, my God. Why is he a bad guy, though? <laughs> he was not a bad guy. <laughs> He's perfect. I don't, um, I don't think his son got the, uh, the athletic ability he did. <laughs> yeah, he got twice the size his nipples. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, what, what they, his name in WWE was was what Curtis, was, Curtis was, right? Exactly. And before that, it was Michael McGillicuddy. So they were Michael real yeah, they creative, were, yeah. Uh, yeah, real creative. On that one. Um, did you share yours? Hogan and Taker were your other three. So that was Bret Hart, Stone Cold, Hogan, and Taker was your Mount Rushmore. That doesn't sound like me. Are you sure? Uh, well, that's that's that's. I'm well, kidding. In the that sounds country. good. That sounds pretty uh-huh. perfect. Hey, those are those are great names to me. I mean, listen, mine are a little bit different. Mike, I liked yours. Yours were great. I understood the reasons you did them too. Um, so mine are Austin, and this is in no particular order. I don't know if one head's bigger than the other or not. No particular order. But we got Austin, Undertaker, HBK, and Bret Hart. And here's why, real quick, Ooh. I'll give you the reasons. Austin's the biggest draw you got going, right? I was at WrestleMania 14. I got to see Austin versus HBK. Phenomenal stuff. And the HBK didn't even want to be there, and it was still phenomenal stuff. So I, I think Austin's got to be up there with the, the drawing power. 
Uh, HBK to me, I think he's the best wrestler that I've witnessed since I've been watching. Watching, he just puts on such a good show, right? I mean, he sells moves really well. He's fantastic. Um, there isn't a bad match that I've seen with him, and he's wrestled some shitty people. Do you remember when he faced Sid Vicious? He faced he faced uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name, Vader? I mean, come on, Vader has got to be one of the worst guys in a main event that he could possibly face, and he faced him, and the match was great. And it, it was all because of HBK. So HBK, Undertaker, I think just because of his longevity, he was able to kind of transform his character. And it's probably the best character that has been in existence, in my opinion. Um, I think he's a great wrestler. He's better when he wrestles smaller guys than he is when he wrestles big guys, in my opinion. I don't know why, but I mean, you think about the matches with, um, he, with Mankind and the Hell in the Cell, and he just, he had so many great moments. I think he's up there. And my last one, and, and then I'll shut up, is, um, is Bret Hart. Uh, I think Bret Hart made other wrestlers look really good. Uh, you talk about technician in the ring. I mean, the guy was unbelievable. He just, he put on great matches. I mean, really, he kind of helped propel Austin to who he was. He kind of helped propel HBK to who he was. Absolutely. Um, I know you will notice there is one glaring uh, person I left out, and that is Mr. Hulk Hogan himself. He's probably one of my favorite wrestlers. However, I left him out because I think he is a horrible wrestler. I think he is <laughs> the kind of... The... Just he's put the, the verbal of... leg drop on him, huh? No, he's the epitome of what WWE is, right? You create this persona, and you just... The fans like it or they don't, and they took off with him, and they pushed him like crazy, and then he turned into this egomaniac, and basically, if you really understand the story of WCW, he ruined WCW. He wouldn't put people over. His finisher was a leg drop. Shit, I could have a better finisher than that, okay? It's just, it, it was terrible. So, love him. If you haven't, by the way, this is a tidbit for everyone out there who's listening. I know there's lots of people. The best movie, okay? And it's escaping me right now, the name of it. But it's with him and um, Christopher Lloyd. Suburban uh, Commando. Suburban Commando. <laughs> if you want a good laugh, that's the movie to watch. Fantastic. Fantastic. Better when you were like a 10 or 11-year-old kid, but still fantastic to watch now. So my Mount Rushmore, Austin, HBK, Taker, Hart. Um, that's solid. That's really solid. Yeah. I understand yeah. why you left him off. I think for us, we, it, the, at least for me, when I was looking at Mount Rushmore, I was not looking about just their skill in wrestling, but sort of what they did for wrestling. So that's yeah. why I had. Yeah. That's why I put Hogan on there. It's because of it's. Un, you can't doubt. Uh, you can't dispute his his impact on the business. Yeah, we know. Go on Hogan and how much oh, I yeah. like or dislike him too. Sorry, go ahead, Mango. Oh, no, I was just going to say that one of the things uh, it, you, you honed in on, like, probably the skill of wrestling for your top four and mm-hmm. draw and stuff like that. And what I mentioned last week was Bret Hart himself, like, has his own criteria for, like, who's, right. like, who's the guy. And it was, like, look, wrestling skill and on the mic. And Hogan was like a zero as a wrestler, obviously. <laughs> but, yeah, like he his was. look was a ten on the mic. He, I mean, he was kind of corny, but he, he yeah. was pretty awesome on the mic. He took um, the time. But like Bret Hart and and, and Shawn Michaels, they were more uh, consistent across the board in, in mm-hmm. all three categories. So You're right. it's really interesting. Should we do a, no, really. a, a, an episode once of our Mount Rushmore according to Bret Hart's criteria? 
We should. I think we should. that seems I think like a pretty obvious think, future episode. Yeah, I feel like that's a, that's a pretty good category. Um, and speaking of Bret Hart, uh, with that nod on Mount Rushmore, um, he actually takes the fourth head. So Vito, thank you for putting him on there. He didn't hit my uh, my Mount Rushmore because of uh, uh, because of Vince. Um, so very easily I could. Uh, so you screwed I, Brett. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I did. I did screw Brett, and it was, yep. it was appropriate. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think this time around, uh, Brett got the, the final say, and I'm out Rushmore. So I thank you on that. Uh, fucking. Uh, I think that's what the ultimate uh, saying was uh, between then and now and forever. So. That sounds good, man. No, I get it. I, I think those were really good, right? And today we're talking about dream matches, which is going to be great. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about, you know, this week in wrestling. I know it's only been a week. We're trying to do this weekly podcast. Maybe it'll be bi-weekly. Maybe it'll be once, once, uh, uh, once a month. Who knows, right? But whatever the fans want, we'll give them, guys. We'll give them. But um, one thing I want to talk about, I didn't talk about the state of wrestling with you guys last week. So quickly, I just want to let you know my feelings on it. I think it's very hard to watch a WWE produced program. Um, in my opinion, it's been brutal. Like I will watch it and I can stand about 10 seconds of it before I shut it off. I watched AEW. I enjoy it. I think the creativity is there. What I see the difference being is that WWE is very cookie cutter. They bring people in these performance centers. They have to wrestle a certain way. They have band moves. People don't get creative choice there. You don't get to let people shine. It's all very cookie cutter. And the reason I think that that happens is because instead of WWE, I think I heard Eric Bischoff give an interview actually last week. And he said that the WWE is creating superstars that are replaceable rather than a superstar that they can't replace. And a lot of it stems back to Austin when he walked out and they were screwed. Right. And I think that that makes a lot of sense. These guys aren't getting the star power that you'd see from other people. Do you guys agree? Absolutely. I think it's something I actually didn't even think about, but you're so right. That's they're, they're just creating more cogs for the machine to keep going. And, and I know that even, I mean, we, as much as the talk about Austin, I, I saw there was a documentary once it's on the WrestleMania 20 DVD and it's called the mania of WrestleMania. And it's, it's covers WrestleMania 19 and Austin talks about, his view of himself as just another cog in the machine, even yeah. though he was definitely, he was. he was not a cog. He, he was arguably the, 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 he kept that thing going. And so mm-hmm. you're right. They got screwed as soon as he left. And, and ever since then, yeah. it's just been sort of cookie cutter. They've wanted to play it really safe. And this is where they are. No, yeah. I a hundred percent agree. Mango, and go ahead. I, I agree. I do agree with you. Um, and it's kind of shifted to, the brand is more important than the, I guess the product or if that makes any sense, like everybody has to come out and look at the mirror and not the mirror, the, the camera. So it's like, it's all about producing the television show with any, with no hiccups. No grit. Also no, no grit. Yeah. No grit. No grit. It reminds me of music today. Like you listen to music and everything's so produced, there's no grit to it. Right. Like you listen to, to uh, Aerosmith back in the day. And Aerosmith, they actually, there's a, a song in Sweet Emotion, a part, where they didn't have maracas, 
So they actually tapped on like the side of a, uh, a, a, a desk. When you listen to it, that's actually in the recording. There was not Moroccan. You'll now listen to the sweet emotion. You'll know, but it's the same thing. There's no grip, right? There's no, yeah. there's nothing. It's just, everything is so cookie cutter and it just drives me nuts, which was kind of refreshing for me when you watch AEW. It's not really like that. It's much more, there's more talent that's allowed to kind of express themselves creatively. Um, I will tell you this. This is a great segue into, you know, the state of wrestling today. We, this week, we talked about what's going on this week. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught any of it, but the horror show, did, did you catch any of that? Oh, is that the poking out the eye thing? Oh, brutal. I mean, it was just, first of all, they wouldn't have a match like that back in 98 when they had blood everywhere. Never mind, you know that an eye's not popping out of this. So people who are listening to that don't know what this is. They had an eye for an eye match. Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio. And it was supposed to be the winner had to pop the other eye, guy's eye out of the socket. And I knew going in it was going to be really bad. And I watched it, and it lived up to my expectations. It was brutal. I mean, they had the Rey Mysterio's eye just pushing against a, a steel step. And all of a sudden, just Seth Rollins looked back like he was in shock and... Then he threw up, and that was the end of the match. Like it was, just, <laughs> it was brutal. It was brutal. But uh, I, I don't know. Did you guys see anything else this week that that was that was good, bad, and different from any of the programs? Really? Well, I'm going to go stock watch. Actually, uh, we're down to forty four dollars seventy two cents a share uh, because I like to see the other side of uh, you know I like to see the cost cost of what the stock is, uh, because that is the corporate gauge, right? So we have the, the fan gauge that we like to dive in on, uh, but I want to know why, uh, uh, I want to know why they are trying to, you know, do what you were talking about, which is replace, uh, replace the cause instead of create the stars. Um, Every time they seem to get a star that wants to really break out, you're seeing punks of the of the world uh, just get you know pushed back into the ground. Um, they don't end well, Bobby, up getting. Let me, let, me, let me stop you there and ask you a question. Okay, would you prefer them if you're looking at the stock, right, and you're kind of using that as a gauge, which I think is a great idea? Would you prefer them to keep it the way that it is now, or would you rather them go back and kind of create these stars that they have? Well, I think the, the, the worst part about the process is, is that we try to keep recreating, and that has been their biggest hole. Let it go. Stop yeah. trying to, like, some of the nostalgia episodes that we've watched, you know, you want to celebrate it, but you also want to keep forging forward. Which is why NXT was and still is as good as it is now. I think that's, um, especially a couple of years ago, NXT was one of, uh, you know, it was one of the premier, uh, premier outlets of new wrestling. And, you know, those those takeovers, man, they they really draw draw you in. Uh, that to me is the, the wrestling that I want to watch going forward. I think once you start getting that three-hour raw, um, and you know, yeah. trying to keep battling the new contracts and stuff like that, yeah, you're right. um, you're you're battling uphill. Um, so let's so let's let, let's flip it flip it the other way. So you know, we can. I think you said this last week, Mike. You can kind of bash all of this all you want. For us, 
know, right. we've, been, we've lived through the glory days and we can continue to bash. And I agree. And, but there, you know, there are a few things that I'll watch and it kind of brings me back in. Right. You know what I mean? Each, yep. each week there's like one or two things for me, it was the fiend. I thought he was a great character. I thought it was different. It wasn't cookie cutter. It was great. And Absolutely. I think they did something. I think they did something this week on uh, SmackDown. I don't know if you saw the bar fight with Sheamus and um, Jeff Hardy, but I didn't, they I didn't did catch it. So yeah, they did this thing where you know, it brings me to a whole other point. We could talk about this all day, but you know, you have USA and you have Fox. I wonder how much Fox actually controls like their production of it because you do see a little bit of difference on the Fox stuff than you do in USA, and and NXT is a whole different thing in itself. But the um, they 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 did a thing where they actually had Jeff Hardy turn into his character brother Nero, which. If you don't know who he is, it was the Matt Hardy thing, which I think is hilarious because Matt Hardy wanted to do all that stuff and they like didn't give him any time of day. And all of a sudden, Jeff Hardy wants to do it. And now they bring in Brother Nero, which is intriguing to me. But I saw that headline and it just made me watch it. You know, I didn't actually watch Fox. I just right. saw it and I'm like, oh, this is intriguing. Like, that's the type of stuff I want to see. I don't want to see the same old like, ooh, contract signing. Someone's going to flip a table and they're going to get mad at each other. Like, I don't want to see that shit. Like, it just, it's not entertaining. We do, we repeat the same thing over and over again. So that's all good stuff. I, I, again, I want to keep us moving along here a little bit. I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to keep, uh, keep the, the, the water stagnant here. So let's get right into this, right? I've been waiting for this all day. I've been really excited. Um, let's, let's talk about these three matches that never happened. I mean, I, I feel like I talk about this all the time anyway. So, uh, Mingo, why don't you give us, give us yours first? Give oh. us one. Just give us one and let's talk about it. Yeah. Well, well I, I'm kind of going to bring in a lot of the things that you said earlier when you were talking about Yamat Rushmore. You mentioned the guy. Uh, you, I think you mentioned how Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, was able to bring the best out of, like, Psycho Sid and uh, Vader at SummerSlam. And also Bret Hart as well. Bret Hart brought the best out of, like, uh, he, he brought Stone Cold to another level. He, he brought the best even out of... HBK. So I wanted to include one of those guys in my dream match because I believe that there are people who have another gear that they just haven't reached yet. And one of those guys is uh, Roman Reigns. So I just, I just really... Unpopular opinion. I like it. Well, yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, but wow. just think about this, right? Think about you take Roman Reigns, you put him back in 95. He's working with... He's not working with... Uh, I don't, these chumps from today. Come on. I'm going to be a heel real quick. All these chumps. He's not working with a 90-year-old Undertaker. He's working with a Bret the Hitman Hart in his prime. Imagine Bret Hart, Roman Reigns. Bret Hart. Wow. Throws the... the wow. uh, I'm your opinion. And I, listen, <laughs> I love it. I love every second of this match here. The only thing I want to preference with this before you finish, okay, is that I would rather scour my nipples off with a rusty SOS pad than watch a Roman Reigns match. So this is not bad that I don't like Roman Reigns. Okay? Tell us no, how so, you really feel. But, but listen, I, listen, I literally hear Roman Reigns and I immediately click off the TV. So that's my opinion. But that is a very intriguing match because I wonder how good Bret Hart would make him look. Well, the other thing is Bret is the top of the top. He's the cream of the crop. He was, he yeah. was born into yeah. this. He's the excellence of execution. I bet it would be a good match because think about the the sort of the style that Bret Hart brings to the table. I think that could work really well with how Roman Reigns 
kind of works. And it could yeah. it would yeah. definitely be a slower match, but I think it could it, it would be a very entertaining match. It would be a it'd be a hard hitting match for sure. Can I tell you what I would look forward to? I would look forward to when Roman Reigns gets down on that knee like a superhero, comes up, goes ready for that awesome super punch. Bret Hart grabs him, flips him, sharpshooter, right there. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Have him tap in the middle of the ring. I mean, but the toughest thing is that that Bret is a is a natural. He's like the, he's he's pure. He's pure wrestling, and Roman is the complete antithesis of that. He's the he's, he's sports the, entertainment. Exactly. So I feel like Brett would be able to kind of not put up with the bull crap. He he'd be like, listen, we're not gonna do twenty fucking sorry, twenty Superman punches. We're gonna we're gonna technical the shit out of this match and you work yeah, a body part. A, no, like yeah. So let's do this. Let's do this. That's a great one. Let's just quickly go let's just name the two matches, right? We'll all go through and name them and then we'll pick a couple and talk about them. I think that's the best way to do this. So we get through everyone and we remember who what we what we have. So yeah, what you idea. do you have a second one, Mango? The second one is Mr. Perfect versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Do you really like Roman Reigns? No, I hate him. But uh, okay. well, you you clearly don't. You hate him the same way a, a adult men hated John Cena. You you actually yeah. like him? I hate love him. I think I dream I have wet dreams about him. Uh, okay. One of the things that I've noticed with him not on TV is that he was one of the only things I would get excited about. I get it. I hated him. He was the only – I mean, he had a little bit of charisma. He was kind of a douche, you know, kind of an idiot. I liked his Joe thing for a little bit. They also wouldn't really let him be him. Like, he had to put on – Yes! I think lately they've kind of let him be him a little bit. Like, and they weren't force-feeding it down your throat. So I think that makes a big difference. But no, those are good ones, man. I, I like those. They're very interesting. Very interesting. All right, who? who keep this moving, Mike. Who's um? Who? Are you, what are your two? Let's okay, just go through them and then we'll talk about them after. Yep. Uh, my two are Shawn Michaels versus The Rock. That would be one of my dream matches. Never Ooh. happened. If you if you have the same two as me, I'm gonna be very impressed. I'm very very. I, okay, go ahead. It's gonna What's be eerie. Uh, my second one is Bret Hart versus Kurt Angle. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. I like that. I like, actually, that's a really good one. Okay. Bobby Stone, leader of men. Give us what you got. Sorry. So I actually had a, uh, a themed match because I love some of the absolute absurdity of uh, some of these matches. Uh, Ooh, WCW has a, you're you're has Vince a- Russoing. You're Vince Russoing this, uh, this segment, which if you, should, if you don't get that, Vince Russo, he literally... All his matches, he wanted to have themes. It was like a, 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 a strap on a pole, or if you actually watch the WCW one, they had a pink slip on a pole. Like, that's his thing. That's why I said it. But go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, so D-Generation X versus NWO. Oh, good one. War Games. Layer that shit. That's Layer really the good. absolute that, mountain yep. of insanity at the top. Yep. You have yep. Hogan versus Triple H just going through hopefully all of the steel down on the floor and letting them all just kind of hang loose. So Love it. I, I think right. that would okay. be a lot of fun. That's a, that's a good one. We kind of saw a preview of that at uh, a few WrestleManias ago when it was uh, Sting Triple, and Triple H, H versus Sting, and then the NWO came out in D-Generation. But that's like, 
way past their prime, not really a match. So <laughs> I like that one. What's your, what's your second one? So uh, sticking with the themes, I actually want to see Rikishi or Yokozuna in a sumo match. <laughs> can we add? Can we add Big Van Vader in there too, and like just have like all the big dudes? I think that would be awesome. Just a oh, melee, like just a big man melee. <laughs> Three tons of human being in a friggin' ring. Yeah, great. I like it. Um, Okay, let me give you mine real quick. Mine are, so I also had HBK Rock. Uh, I think that that would be phenomenal. If people didn't have petty differences, that probably would have happened. But that match would be phenomenal. But one I thought someone was going to mention, which I can't believe that's going to mention. This is like everybody's dream match that people have been talking about forever. Sting versus The Undertaker. Uh, like, that has been clamored about for years. Everybody wants to see Sting versus The Undertaker. I don't want Sting versus The Undertaker now. The only way I would want that is if it was a cinematic like they've been doing. I think, like, the, the Boneyard match, thing would be phenomenal. You got Sting yep. coming down from the rafters, Undertaker coming up through a tombstone, just like, oh, freaking, that would be awesome. But back in the day, that would be one of the better ones. I, you know, 10 years ago, that match would be, you know, a, a, you know, I figured after he lost to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, that was going to happen, but it just never happened. So nope. anyways, I, I thought they were, those are all great dream matches. Mm-hmm. Really great dream matches. What, what made you pick the rock versus HBK? Mike Cash. Well, obviously I love the rock and I had to make up for not having him on my Mount Rushmore. So I needed to have him included in my dream match scenarios. And I always thought that him and HBK was the match that should have happened and never happened. And I mean, we could go all day talking about how much of a dickhead Shawn Michaels used to be when he was I know. ripping into somas and into prescription pills. So he was just a real asshole to rock back then. And I think he just never let it go. And he just didn't want to deal with it, yeah. which I kind of don't blame him for. But yeah. man, there was, there was just a little period of time i think it was between like 2002 and 2004 where like you know rock was coming back around periodically between movies and Shawn michaels was actually wrestling again and i kept thinking this is the time they're gonna do it it's gonna be awesome no. i you know there was a time like uh it was actually during the whole chris rock versus chris benoit i think it was fully loaded 2000 right yep. they actually they went at it and Shawn Michaels was Commissioner Shawn Michaels, and he actually cost The Rock a championship with a rock bottom, I think, or maybe a super kick. I don't know, whatever it was. Oh, it was and against, then, yeah, it was against Triple H, and he screwed him. And I was like, what? Yeah. I thought that was it, yeah. too. I thought it was going to happen. And then after that, it just it never came to fruition. So I, I, I would I put that one up there in my dream matches. You know, the one that we talked about that no one mentioned here, that I can probably understand why, was. Austin versus Goldberg. Yeah. That was always talked about. But I think Goldberg's a horrible wrestler. <laughs> yeah. I think it would just be a shit. We saw, our, we saw Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar and, and Austin was in there. God, that must have been the worst, most uncomfortable 20 minutes of my life during a WrestleMania. It's not good. Yep. Uh, agreed. It, when we shall never mention his name again, like Voldemort. No. No, no. But I, I also really like yours, Mango. The uh, Roman Reigns versus Bret Hart is definitely very intriguing and something that I I, uh, I, I would have loved to see happen. But uh, uh, but yeah, you know, I, you know, we only got a couple minutes left here, so let's 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 keep it rolling here. And and with the 
Roman Reigns versus Bret Hart. Are we talking, you know, uh, Hart Foundation, Bret Hart, like 99? We talking Bret Hart from, you know, with Jim the Anvil, Nineheart, Bret Hart? What are we talking here? Okay, that's a great question, Vito. Uh, 94 to 96, Bret is always the Bret I think of. Yeah. Bret yeah. was in and out of the title picture. And it's similar to a match, I think it was like Royal Rumble 95. It was uh, Diesel versus Bret Hart. And the theme of the match was that if they were on the mat, Bret was in control. But if they were standing up, Diesel was in control. Because Diesel's a big bastard, right? Think about Bret versus Roman Reigns. Same sort of thing, except uh, Roman can actually run around and do shit. Diesel couldn't do anything, really. So that's kind of like what I'm thinking. No, I think that's great. All right, real quick, we'll, we'll sum this up here. Um, those are great team matches. We were picking two people from today's wrestling. It could be any any uh, show. Real quick, top your head, what would be the dream match? For me, right now, I would be Daniel Bryan, Kenny Omega. That's so good. Okay, yeah. that reminds me that That's Daniel so Bryan good. had a match with the Roman Reigns. Yeah, we're getting some, some really feedback. Good. From Bobby Stone, I think. You got the fan going over there, Bobby? You hot? I, I am a little hot. I will put myself on mute until uh, until I need to talk again, unless you want me to just dive right into the uh, my current day. Dive right in, brother. Dive right in. My current day match. We're all uh, waiting. So, I... I stopped watching completely. I don't even know who's on. I watch uh, Tommaso Ciampa um, due to some some, uh, some personal fandom, uh, but I by watching him, I got to see some uh, some great NXTs in uh, in uh, Brooklyn in particular. Uh, and I would say, who's the Asian guy I like? Mike. Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura. We'll edit yeah, that part out. <laughs> I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. The art okay. edit. Uh, I, I love his entrance. So I, I think I just yeah. want to see in a match. Do okay. I need another current guy? No, no. I think those are two good ones. I mean, I, I know you like uh Tommaso and I know he's great. So no, those are those are two good ones. What about you, Mango? Dude, I'm having a real tough time coming up with something that would excite me with anybody who's involved with oh, wrestling. Right now. Roman Reigns <laughs> <laughs> against himself. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm actually just a memoir about him. Oh shit. This is really tough. Really tough. I can't think of my feet today. But I will probably go with uh, something involving Daniel Bryan. And it reminded me that Daniel Bryan did have a match with my best friend, Roman Reigns. <laughs> and uh, it was a great match. It was. It was kind of like as if Bret Hart fought Roman Reigns in a way. Yeah. Um, I, again, I think it's tougher to think of a dream match right now because there aren't these stars out there. Mm-hmm. That's why, for me, I go to the wrestling part of it. Someone else could say something else. But yeah. I just think be it's enjoyable to watch i mean i've watched the aw stuff and i just enjoy the wrestling part of it and it's been really good 
in my opinion. But but no, I mean, I think Daniel Bryan is a good one too. You put him with anybody, that's a good wrestler. I mean, quite honestly, if you put him with Cody Rhodes in AEW, it would probably be the best match that there'd be on WWE right now. And yep. Cody Rhodes was in WWE. Like that's what boggles my mind. So mm-hmm. anyway, Mike, who's yours? Uh, mine is also going to include Kenny Omega, but my second person is going to be the demon, Finn Balor. I love Ooh, that guy. And he yeah, consistently has unbelievable matches with everyone that, he, that he's in I the agree. ring with. And I just think him and Omega would be magic together, especially given I their history so. Bullet Club-wise. I think that would be awesome. You know what? That brings me, you know, that's a good point. I actually heard something today that it, Edge wants to fight uh, Finn Balor, which yeah. I think would be a great, I, great I, match. I was going to say that, but I was like, that's actually kind of happening. So I, I, I yeah, need to stay away from happening. that. That's like a good dream match, but that's, yeah. that's pretty good. So, all right, 10 out of 10 on that one. We did a great job. We'll come back to this maybe another time, you know, and maybe circle back. Um, but I, listen, I know we're, we're trying to keep it at 30 minutes today. We're pretty much at that mark. Um, we're 35 minutes in. So uh, let, me, let me just wrap up here. We'll all give us, we'll call it our final word, okay? okay. Give yourself a minute, 30 seconds, a minute, talk about what you want. Uh, before we do that, though, I want to kind of, We've talked about this. You know, we, we went back and forth on names for this podcast, and I don't think people know that. And I want to kind of get them to understand why we call ourselves strutting from gorilla. What does that even mean? Mikey Cash, can you please explain that to us? What does that mean? Basically, it's just an ode to everyone's favorite and sometimes Mount Rushmore of wrestling, uh, Vince McMahon. Uh, just the most famous strut in the world. I, I mean, there, there's memes about it. There's gifts about it. It's all over the place. I mean, y- you got no chance in hell when that strut comes from Gorilla. So that's... The- oh, but hold on, hold on. What is Gorilla? Like, what, what We're talking about the Gorilla position, which is, uh, in wrestling terms, it's right near the curtain, you know, right near where, where you would leave to from backstage and, and go out uh, onto uh, the main stage in front of the people. And it was named after the late, great Gorilla Monsoon, who was always uh, a presence back there and, and getting guys queued up and ready to go. No, that's, that's okay. Perfect. Now people understand, I think. I think this makes a lot of sense. The and method I'll tell to you, the madness. I was, yeah. I was ready. I felt like I was strutting from g- g- Gorilla all day today waiting for this podcast. So yeah. this is a perfect name for it. I mean, we went back and forth with 100 names. Anyways, I want to give people that background. But okay, let's wrap this up. Okay, you got the final word. Let's all go through just whatever you want to say about anything. It can be stuff we talked about today. It can be, you know, the night you had last night. I don't really care. But let's give it 30 seconds to a minute. We'll start with you, Big Mango. Oh, thanks, Vito. Uh, I would, okay, I wanted to just make uh, uh, an observation, something. One of the matches that we, this is what I'm really looking forward to doing with this podcast. One of the matches, the dream matches we didn't really get to touch on was Sting versus Undertaker. And I have a hot take about how Sting is the most overrated wrestler in the history of professional wrestling. And we could devote a whole oh, – okay. I'm telling you, I could go for hours about this guy. He's like a vanilla midget, except he's not a midget, okay? And on top of that – oh, yeah, let's go. Uh, the other thing is I tried to explain Strutton from Gorilla to a non-wrestling fan, and they had no idea what I was talking about last night. And that's kind of cool because I feel like if somebody uh, is kind of in on it, they're going to enjoy this even more, you know? They will. 
you know. They'll be so. strutting from Gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So if you don't know what strutting from Gorilla means, you can kiss my ass. <laughs> you know, it's really funny when I started this. When I when I envisioned this podcast, I envisioned when we would start this out, like the first one we ever did, it would be like Vince McMahon, welcome to WrestleMania, right? I thought it would be like, welcome to Strutting from Gorilla. He's <laughs> like, got well, a strut. You <laughs> sound like idiots, which we pretty much do anyway. But okay, let's move on. Mike, you're 30 seconds. Give us your final uh, Okay, so I'm really happy that we're doing this podcast. My hope is we continue just building off of what we're doing right now. I really love the conversations that we're having about these Mount Rushmores, these different kinds of topics. I, I, I hope that at some point we're also touching on some of the other things that are happening in and around the world of wrestling. A lot of stuff is going on in terms of, you know, Wrestlers generally being shitty people, some of them that we're coming to find out. So hopefully at some point we'll be able to have some discussions around that. But for right now, let's let's keep it uh, let's keep it fun and uh, I look forward to seeing where this goes. Leader of men. All right, guys, as uh, as you are well aware of at this point by now, I I really like to dive in on some of the uh, creative themed type of setups. Um, that being said, I think one of our, our next potential episodes could be a all-star king of the ring. So first you start off at eight guys, and then we actually go through the whole king of the ring and actually see who would win out each one of those. Um, you know, that could be a Mark Madness segment or whatever, and we can actually go through why that bracket style of uh, of uh, of wrestling can actually be our true king of the ring, and whoever that would be, uh, it would be awesome if one of us wears a Burger King crown at the end of it. Um, I actually may just do it next week anyway because just I crown, do love Burger no, King Lala. Just the crown, no pants. No pants, but I may have. Uh, Maybe at least in the in the in the chair, get get a royal seat, or just be on the throne. You know, either way. Love it. Love it. From my from my toilet next time. Dude, okay, mention the King of the Ring, Vito. Before you, I I know we're against time, but uh, I think going back and looking at old King of the Rings would be hilarious because the amount of the amount of jobbers. So there's eight guys. There was literally only one guy who th- could theoretically win. It was like Bret yeah. Hart versus uh, Taka Minichinoku's little brother. Uh, who's Panaki? Yeah. <laughs> and Tubby obviously, Tubby. he's not going to win. Tubby Tubby OPP. Okay. All right. Well, listen, I know we're really up against the clock here. So I just, I'll, I'll end with my 30 seconds. Okay. This, first of all, this is fantastic. I'm really excited about this. This is going to be awesome. Um, so we'll have plenty of other topics to cover. We're going to, we're going to do role plays. Um, we'll have, uh, you know, fan mail. I got fan mail this week. A guy by the name of show me your puppies 34, uh, on Twitter. He, uh, he actually sent me a message said, Love the work you guys are doing. Can't wait for more podcasts. Give me more Matt Manganelli. That's what he said. And I, listen, I think it's a great point. 
Show me your puppy. Not the only one. <laughs> Show me your puppies, 34. I really appreciate your, your support. Okay. Keep sending the questions in. All right. My final second, my final 30 seconds here. Um, <clears throat> I thought we covered some great stuff today. Uh, I'm disappointed Matt doesn't like, um, or Mango doesn't like uh, Stink, but we'll, we'll, that's a discussion for another day. Uh, but I think we talked a lot about, for me, um, the, the state of wrestling. I know I didn't get the chance to talk about it last time we talked about it today, but the whole cookie cutterness and how they are trying to create this brand over Superstar, don't like it. That's what the, the issue I have. I don't feel like some of these other promotions are doing that. We haven't really touched on AEW all that much. We haven't touched on New Japan Wrestling. And we haven't touched on Impact Wrestling or even the NW, uh, NWA Studio mm-hmm. Wrestling, which which quite honestly, all of us probably don't watch it, but um, I'm, I'm excited about that. I think wrestling's in a good place. Hopefully, they'll continue to move forward and things will be good. And we're going to keep having these these um, these, uh, these these podcasts. But, um, but yeah, so we'll end it with that. Um, thanks everyone for listening. This was strutting with strutting from Gorilla with Mikey Cash, the leader of Men, Bobby Stone, Big Mango, and Big Vito. Thanks for listening. We will talk with you later. Guys, have a great night.